Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining the Wisdom Worth Knowing live stream podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. And um, today we're going to be talking about a topic picked by the community. And that topic is, Sometimes success is going to bed each night with your soul at peace. The full quote is actually, Sometimes success is merely being able to go to bed each night with your soul at peace. If you're tuning in for the first time, you can actually participate in the live stream discussion at any point. Just post your comments on Facebook or YouTube. If you're not watching live, it's totally fine and probably normal because it's 6 a.m. on February 21st right now. Um, the podcast is designed so for the first 20 minutes or so, we, we cover the topic and then uh, we move into the discussion time. Um, so yeah, if you're uh, just not tuning in for the first time, also you can follow us on Spotify. YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Rumble, and Facebook. So those are the three or the six avenues in which you can get access to the show. If you go to wisdomworthknowing.org, it will give you access or direct access to all of those channels for actually following the show. So before we move into the topic, let me tell you about Audible. Audible is... Um, Something I use pretty frequently for my audiobooks. And for a limited time, you can get 30 days free. Uh, just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org and you get that first audiobook free. And uh, if you don't like it for any reason whatsoever, you can cancel. You won't get charged anything. You can pretty much even listen to that whole first book just to see if audiobooks are for you. So let's move into the topic. So sometimes success is merely being able to go to bed each night with your soul at peace. Okay, so this is obviously a pretty metaphysical topic. And by metaphysical, I mean it's referring to things like success and soul and sleep and peace. It's a lot of things there to define, and it's defined very differently by every individual who, who exists. I mean, just looking at the sentence in brief... Success means a lot to a, a lot of different things to a lot of different people, you know, like, and, and it also kind of depends on your season of life. I've had different stages of my life in which I determined some, myself successful or a failure based on different criteria. My definitions of success have not always been healthy ones. Um, I do appreciate the fact that the quote you picked is uh, sometimes success. I actually had to make sure that the word sometimes got <laughs> was included in that quote when I did the title because uh, blanket generalizations about success and failure are dangerous. Like if we get in our heads, the, the absolutism of something in order to be successful, like I am only successful if I am always this one thing, you know? So I do appreciate the sometimes portion because sometimes, especially on a rough day, Success is merely being able to go to bed with your soul at peace. It does depend on the stage of life you're in. Um, success also is very difficult to define it for us as individuals, I think, because we get a lot of um, outside pressures from the commercial culture we live in that tries to define for us what success is. And... Very, very few people, I think, really stop to sit down and, and 
and and and this I'm guilty of this too. Stop and sit down and tr- and try to define what is success for them. And I'm 37, so like I said, when I was 16, my idea of success was obviously different than 21, which was obviously different than 26, which was obviously different than 31, which is now obviously different than 37. So I do think that there's a there's a um there are seasons we go through in our life in which success does does vary or our definition of success does vary depending on uh, our personality types and and our current life situation. I mean obviously when you're a dad or a mom or become a dad or a mom your definition definition of success will change. Um w- when you get a new job your definition may change. So so knowing that this this kind of this definition this defining of how we how we consider ourselves successful is varying is or or does vary we we should be okay with that we should we should realize that that is that is okay you know it's okay not to have a singular definition of success at every stage of life it's just not something that's realistic especially if you've already accomplished whatever that goal was right because like if you said i'll consider my successful if i can pay my mortgage off or just pay my mortgage or pay my rent you know once you've accomplished that goal obviously your definition of success would change or your definition of success may be getting in a stable relationship. Once you've accomplished that, it may change. But I do want to focus on the topic, the topic's definition. It says sometimes it's merely being able to just go to bed each night with your soul at peace. So there's a couple things here. Being able to go to bed at night is something that you can definitely struggle with, especially if you're struggling with an existential issue, whether it be anxiety or depression or whatever it might be that's kind of keeping you up at night. It could be a work-related thing. It could be something small. It could be something big. And when you're wrestling through issues, and, I, and I'm, I'm the same way, when I'm, when I'm wrestling through issues, going to bed at night is a daunting task. You know, it can be very difficult just to fall asleep let alone fall asleep with your soul at peace. <laughs> so so we do, especially right now, like I, I've been kind of following the data, like we're in a, we are right now in a heated uh, cultural climate and a lot of people are under a lot of pressure and there's a lot of things to worry about. You know, there's a lot of things to worry about financially. There's a lot of things to worry about professionally. And that's... That's probably true for a lot of people at almost every season of culture, but it is particularly difficult right now for a lot of people. You know, um, I, I do know if you look at the statistics, drug use is up, depression is up, anxiety is up, um, debt is up. You know, people are generally just not at peace. You know, there's, there's, you know, th- this is why, this is why we use. We we are drawn to drugs as human beings, right? We're drawn to alcohol. We're drawn to all these things. And I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, trying to belittle or oversimplify complex issues here. But I, I do think that's why there's a draw or tendency towards the sedating effect is because we aren't at peace, you know, and and we're looking for relief. You know, injecting sobriety into that sentence suddenly unpacks an entire set of difficulties you know like it would be amazing if we could all 
soberly go to bed each night with our soul at peace. That that for us, for for many of us, may be like a dream, like a pipe dream, being able to actually get rest without that extra help. So how do we how do we find peace? Man, what a loaded question. You know, like how do we how do we find peace? How do we even define peace? Not just find it. How do we define success? How do we define peace? I'm a pretty staunch individualist, so I don't I don't take those types of questions very lightly. Um, because, like I said, even for me, the definition of those two terms, success and peace, have been different at different stages of my life. I do know. Uh, I do know that I, I frequently comment on on the importance of like journaling. And and a topic like this, if it does particularly interest you, it, it, it may point to a yearning that you have for success and peace, or maybe just for peace. You know, like when I first read the when I first read it, I was I was like, there's kind of like this sigh of of wanting in the quote. It almost comes across as cynical. It's like sometimes success is merely being able to go to bed each night with my soul at peace. You know, it's like this this cry out and desperation of actually just wanting some form of rest or peace. And there is, I think, there's a desperation there for in the quote. I think it's kind of built in. And if that's you right now, I, I do want to tell you you're not alone. You know, finding peace is a rare thing. I I found um I found that very few people are able to accomplish this. I do know that the people I have met who seem to be at most peace, it doesn't seem to come from externalities. I, I don't know a lot of people who are who are peaceful people. Like you can just tell they have a this quiet calm to them. I do not know a lot of people where that comes from the outside in. For most people that I've met who seem to have this quality of having their soul at peace, it does come within from within. Shockingly, the and this may seem counterintuitive, but a lot of the a lot of the times the people who are at peace have found that through catastrophe or tragedy. It's kind of weird how human beings, that's how we are. It's like we don't <laughs> we don't find peace and comfort. It's like so weird that we don't do that. <laughs> we we tend to find find peace after we've endured tremendous suffering. That tends to be the path that a lot of us have to take in order to find peace. And and I know this has been true in my life. It's like I've I've had for more moments of peace, I think in my adult life than I did as a kid. I think my kid was rooted most my kid life which was super comfortable and I was super blessed was mostly comfortable. I wrestled with things, but it wasn't it wasn't existential things wasn't success, failure, wasn't things like that. It was general anxieties, you know, when you're a kid from youth. Um perhaps it's a noble goal to just aim for and be grateful for the small 
glimpses of peace we get rather than wanting to be at peace all the time because that's an unrealistic thing to expect from life. Being part of a world that has a tendency to be cynical, to drive you towards negative thinking, to beat you down over and over and over again, you know, because bad things happen. You know, we can't control reality. You can't control most things, actually, if we're honest. You know, a lot of things from the outside will hurt us. That's that's a side effect of reality. So expecting peace all the time is unrealistic. So one thing we can do, though, is is we can we can journal. We can create that inner monologue and we can wrestle with ourselves to to try to get that level of peace so we can go to bed each night you know maybe maybe we do take that 10 to 15 minutes at the end of the night to wrestle with whatever it is that is causing us a lack of peace and we learn which side of it we have control over and which side of it we don't and we and we try to try to Take responsibility for the small corner of it that is ours. And then we learn the skill of letting it go. And I, I emphasize that particular phrasing on purpose because I do think that this peace thing is a skill. It's something it's something that you are able to you you learn the ability to let things go. And I do talk about my faith pretty often on this show. And, and and as a Christian, there's two things that are probably the cornerstone of, of me letting things go. And and I don't know what this looks like for you. You don't obviously you don't have to be a, a Christian. That's, <laughs> um, but I'm just telling you what works for me or, or it seems to work for me. Knowing where I end and God begins or God God ends and I begin in each individual situation is tremendously helpful for me to find peace because there's realizing my lack of power and control in given situations. If I close my eyes, I'm kind of picturing myself walking on a path and and there's a destination I need to get to. And then I come across a giant drop off, like a giant just cliff. And if I look down, it's rocks and jagged edges, and because clearly it's death if I fall. Then I look across this giant chasm, and I see my destination of where I'm supposed to be. And then I and I sit there and I stare at it, and I've got two choices: I can try to jump, or I just look up and I say, "You know what, God? This is as far as I can go." <laughs> The rest is up to you. I'm pausing for a moment to kind of reflect on that. Because there's there's a lot of things that are in our life that we, we may never ever get to that destination. We may come across that giant chasm and realize just how impossible it is for somebody like us. And I'm kind of curious to say to see what would happen if God said to jump. But sometimes God comes in and he builds a bridge. Sometimes he tells you to turn around and go back for now. 
come back later. And then when you come back later, there's a bridge. The point of this is that it's not always easy. In fact, it's it's very, very difficult to realize your limitations on so many things. A lot of times it can think it can feel like almost everything you come across is a cliff. And that's disheartening. It's hard to be at peace. It's hard to have a soul at peace when you, you are seemingly surrounded by impossible situations. And if we take too much ownership and too much responsibility for the things around us, we can really crush ourselves under this lack of power and control. So knowing where we end in situations, I think, is a tremendous part of, of developing this skill of, of finding peace. Sometimes we just have to pray for peace. Sometimes we just have to accept things the way they are. Standing there screaming at the, 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 the drop-off, screaming into the ocean and at the rocks, doesn't, doesn't change the reality of the situation sitting there and stewing and being miserable while I stare at the cliff and how hopeless my situation is also not helping the situation maybe going back finding a different path at least there's hope there or potential realizing that this may be a cliff you never get to the other side of there's benefit in that at least getting to the acceptance part of that. Very difficult to do. It's a lot easier said than done. And that's why, yeah, sometimes success is merely being able to go to bed each night with your soul at peace. It's sitting there and saying, you know what? This is bigger than I am. Most of the things I wrestle with, it's because I don't have enough power to change them. That, that's why I'm wrestling with it. Now, there are certain things we can do in certain situations, but we do need to sit down and we do need to write out what our definition of success is. I think that's super helpful and constructive. It, it gives you a goal to aim toward. We are creatures of vision. Visualization is a is a powerful thing because like if we don't, if we don't know where we're going, or at least have a general idea, it doesn't have to be perfect. If we don't, if we have a general idea of where where we want to be, it makes the day in day out stuff a lot easier. So, like, if you sit down and you just write out, "Hey, where do I want to be in the next twenty four hours?" And this doesn't have to be a hard line definition. And by the way, you can't hang on to these ideas too hard. But it's good to have a general idea. But if you say, in 24 hours, I want to be this person. In seven days, I want to be this person. In 30 days, I want to be this person. In a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, before I die. You know, each, write out each one of those sections. And then say, in each one of those sections, you know, where do, where do I want to be there? And then reevaluate, like once a year. And what this does is it actually creates an image in your head. And actually, the more you focus on it, the more you like close your eyes and you picture yourself in that 
definition. When things get hard or difficult, your brain will bank on that image. It could be something as like let's say I want to I want to be at a certain weight in in a year. You know, you set a realistic goal. When you are facing the difficulty of having to to eat that junk food or not, if you've created a strong visual image of where you want to be, and this is true in my experience, I don't know if it's true for you. It is a, it makes it does make it a little bit easier to to not give into it. Because you're like, you know what, this this doesn't get me where I want to be. And I think that's a skill we can develop too, is, is you know, kind of defining what we want to be and where we want to be. And then as we kind of approach it, having that strong visualization, it can be, uh, seriously, like literally close your eyes and even at the end of the night and say, you know what, today wasn't perfect, but in two years I want to be this person or in one year, in four years. And I, and I took one small step toward that, and that's a success. You know, that's, the visualization will help, I think. It helps me. You know, it's, it's difficult starting a podcast like this. It's difficult getting started on things and getting the momentum going, especially. The, the earliest stages are the, the time where you're going to get beat down <laughs> the most, or you're going to beat yourself down the most. So if you, if you don't have some kind of a tool in your, on your belt that will help you kind of overcome those initial hurdles and setbacks. Cause there's going to be hurdles and setbacks and a lot of failures and you don't allow for that. It, it will make it increasingly difficult for you to, to get there. So yeah, excellent selection. You guys, you guys picked a good one for today. So we're going to move here into discussion time. And um, so feel free to post on the uh, Facebook page. You can uh, post right there during Facebook Live. If you pull up the Wisdom Worth Knowing page, it should show the live stream on there. You can just post a comment right in the comment section. You can also post on YouTube. I'm monitoring that chat as well. We are new, pretty new to YouTube and uh, Rumble. Facebook, we've been around for since last July, but we haven't done the stream that long. So there's a little more of an established audience there if you're looking to connect with people. And if you're joining the show for the first time, make sure you subscribe and share it. Um, subscribe on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. And you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So we're pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast or a live stream now. Pretty much. Of course, there's like a thousand services out there realistically. Uh, you connect on wisdomworthknowing.org. Now, before we move into discussion time, let me tell you once again about Audible. If you're like me and you love reading, or even the idea of reading, but don't have the time because you have a partner, kids, full-time job, or crazy time-consuming hobbies, then I have good news for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. Now you can pop in your earbuds and play that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge right from your Android or Apple device. And now for a limited time, you can get your first audiobook completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E, .wisdomworthknowing.org right now to take advantage of a free 30-day trial. More than enough time to finish that first book completely free. And if you're dissatisfied and you don't like the book for any reason, you can cancel. You will not have paid a penny. I always recommend picking a book that you are you already really, you know you love. And then you can kind of jump into it and hear the audible version of it because some people's performances are so good. 
One of my favorite audiobooks is um, Ready Player One. If you're not a geek, you won't like it, especially if you're not from the 80s. There's a lot of nostalgia there. Um, but another one was uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That one is a lot of fun. So check those out. So let's move into discussion time. Nina says, welcome to the show, Nina. Let go and let God. I learned 50 years ago in recovery. 50 years ago. Congratulations. Wow. And in recovery. Congratulations there. That's, I, I have people close to me. I, I just, I just know, I've, I know people who've struggled with addiction too. And it's no small task. And if you've managed to, st- and obviously I'm sure it hasn't been a perfect path. If you've managed to, to stick with it for that duration, that's incredibly impressive. So yeah, let go and let God. I mean, how do we, how do we do that? I remember when I first became a Christian because I was, it was in my, it was in my twenties. Like I was an, an early skeptic. Well, I was more of an agnostic agnostic skeptic um uh the this idea of letting go and letting god take care of things was so foreign to me i i literally would have a couple people tell me to do that i'd be like what does that even mean i would actually get offended and it's really only taken experience and i think that there's something that we all have to kind of endure Initially, when we become more faithful in whatever your religion is and stepping out in in confidence is that if you if we don't have if we haven't already had an established relationship with God or experience or however you want to you personally want to define it, I, I define it as that personal God. But if we have no experience to bank on, it's really hard to trust him. And so. What I what I did learn is it actually takes in many many for many people or at least in my experience it take years of experience of letting go and like letting God work and then just paying attention before I started to realize that He will take care of certain things and so it wasn't it wasn't really until I banked at least I don't I don't want to say how long but until I banked some experience in things working themselves out or God working things out in my life that I, I was even able to do this. So if you don't have a lot of experience letting things go and letting them kind of play out, it's it's a completely foreign concept, this idea of letting things go. And so it's something that you just have to get better at. And you really, I think, you only get better at it with experience. So... Something to think about, I guess. Randy says, journeyman electrician licensed before the next two years. You may not know this about me, but I work in the industrial sector. I work at our family-owned business in industrial automation and controls. And um, we do industrial electronics. An industrial electrical. And I don't know if you guys follow Jim Rowe on Facebook, but that guy seems to be one of the only people who effectively communicates that industry. 
Don't worry, I have a point to all this. But um, the trade skills right now, like journeyman electrician, like Randy's talking about pursuing, first of all, they're invaluable. Infinitely invaluable. Our entire infrastructure (laughs) is built on the trade skills. The entire bedrock of our entire country and world are built on welding, electrical, motors, um, robotics, um, automation. These jobs are not being taught like at all. It's staggering to see the lack of attention and promotion of them. And things it has gotten better, you know, especially with what's going on in the world right now. Um, it's gotten better. I think a lot, a lot more people are investing in people to, to, to develop these skills. If you, good for you, Randy. I mean, this, there's nowhere to go but up when when you engage in any kind of trade skill right now. And the fact that you're a journeyman means you're in an apprenticeship of some kind, which means you're learning on the job. I do not know how we lost sight of this, this the, the apprenticeship programs that we used to cultivate. Uh, I think it was Peterson who I listened to, and he he talked about there was a there wasn't just a moment in history, but the culmination of the majority of history was father working next to son. And even people's last names like like a last name like Baker or Smith, like their names reflected the trade that they mastered. And like you said, like you have journeyman, then you have apprentice and you have master, you know, like master craftsman, like master electrician. Like there there was there was a a dignity and an honor in participating and mastering a specific skill. And we culturally lost sight of that and it's relatively recently we culturally lost sight of that. For the majority of human history, it's how things were done. We would work intimately and close side by side to develop and cultivate and master a skill. And then then people took pride in that. And and I I I I can't help but think so much has been lost in that process. So... Good for you. And if you're not sure what to do with your life, if you're a kid listening to the show and you're like, college ain't for me. Believe me, college isn't for everybody. I, I did college. I did four years, got bachelor's. There's a lot of things I hated about college. There's a lot of things I loved about college. I don't like the politics. To me, college is is not... It's supposed to be a place for you to prepare yourself for dealing with reality. And and I, I feel like in a lot of ways it's it's the complete opposite now. And not just because of the politics. 
it feels like, and this isn't all, believe me, there are, there are tons, tons of good colleges out there and tons of amazing professors. So don't always believe what you see uh, in, in the news and media ever. Don't always believe what you see. And also be careful not to make too many broad generalizations. <clears throat> but you do need to be aware that if the college doesn't challenge you to grow realistically, then it, it may not be worth it to you. But anyway, something to consider, you know, with, with trade skills. If, you, if you're not sure what to do, college is not for everybody. Consider an apprenticeship of any kind. Nina says, we strive for perfection. It doesn't mean we get there immediately. It definitely does not meet that. <laughs> mean that. It's good to strive for it, though. Um, although, one of the, the best quotes I've heard is, is, we aim for progress, not for pre- pre- perfection. But like you're saying, I think it is important to visualize the perfection. It's okay to visualize yourself in that, but to aim for progress. To have your expectations on that level of progress, not perfection. Like it's almost like perfection gives you that end end goal visualization that you'll never get to. But then, when you say I'm aiming for progress, it's reminding yourself that every day is a small step toward that, and you may never actually get there. So, like acknowledging the difference between where you're where you're heading. And where you currently are and, and the realistic time it's going to take to get there, it's a very healthy perspective. I know a lot of people who find a lot of success in that. Um, Nina says, I wish I had been continuously sober. I've only got seven years off opiates. Seven years is incredibly good. Seven years. That's awesome. I mean, you got you, you have to look at it from, a, from an idea of, pro- of progress. Right. And and I do know a lot of people who are in, in that program in particular who you know, just look at the next 24 hours. You know, that's that's all you can do. One one day at a time, one hour at a time, one minute at a time. Don't get too hung up on your failures. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to do. So it looks like that's all the comments for today. It's been a wonderful topic. It's been great getting together with you all. And um, before you go, make sure you share the video. And also don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. And don't forget to also check out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And uh, if you have not signed up yet, check out audible.wisdomworthknowing.org to get your free month of audiobooks complete. Uh, <laughs> get the deal for the free month of audiobooks and cancel anytime. That's Audible, A U D I B L E dot wisdomworthknowing dot org. You got 30 days to try it out. If you don't like it, just cancel. So until next time, sometimes success is merely being able to go to bed each night with your soul at peace. And I hope everybody has a great day. And remember, let's try to be the best version of ourselves today. Only compare ourselves to who we were yesterday. And let's have a good day. So thanks for stopping by.